play date. This is Don. And this is Nick. And joining and this us this week. Oh, he knows. Oh, the, hey. He knows the spiel. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is Dylan, uh, the maker of Art Seven, also known as Leadbetter. Leadbetter from Twitter. And it's yes. Thank you for joining us, uh, Dylan. We we do not have Ryan with us this week. Ryan is on um, October sabbatical. He's on a press tour for his new book. So we will put a uh, Kickstarter link in the show notes. Um, his mirror drawing book. So mm-hmm. he's just very very busy. And Nick is has had a very busy weekend. He is exhausted. So he's going to try and stick with us this whole episode. But if that doesn't happen. We have the third pillar of Dylan to hold us up and get us through this episode. <laughs> Thanks awesome. so much for joining us, Dylan. Yeah, no, I really appreciate the opportunity to come in, uh, throw a little guest host in. Yeah, thank you. This is this was really cool. We put a little uh, call out on Twitter if anybody wanted to join us, and we got a couple of a couple of folks said, "Yeah, we're we're kind of kicking the tires on uh, coming on the podcast," and um, you were the first to hop in hop in the boat. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're but welcome. Speak- no. Happy to be here. Speaking of Art 7, we have breaking news in the Art 7 universe. Art 7 is a a game we have talked about on the... Whoa, was that a beep? No, we don't do beeps and boops in Ryan's side here. Oh, no. No, no, no. Leave that out. (laughs) Um, We we talked about Art 7 a few months back um, when it came out. Um, I guess Dylan can most accurately describe what it is, but it was well-reviewed by our staff. Dylan, go ahead. Give us the Art 7 spiel and news. Yeah, so Art7 is a one-bit gallery for the Playdate. Um, I definitely build it as a gallery. Uh, it's something that you can take a little character and wander around in. Um, there's a gallery, but there's also grounds to explore. There's a lot of different areas to get to that I'm not going to go into too much spoilers here. But I really developed it. Uh, I wanted it to feel like a full environment that you could explore and just enjoy and kind of visit at any time. Now... In that, um, how do I put this? In that, I dropped a bunch of little game elements like collectibles and uh, different characters would respond to you in different ways. And there was a couple choices to be made throughout, but the game elements were pretty light. I just wanted there to be some kind of meat in there. Uh, I'm going to be doing an update for October that I've talked a little bit about in the past, um, but it's going to be a much more of a full game experience, a bit more of an adventure game um, based around a night at the gallery. Uh, and, uh, if it's coming out in October, you know, it's gotta be spooky. So uh, <laughs> I'm in the middle of production right now for that. Um, really having fun doing a lot of the artwork and everything. And I got to get pretty deep into that later on tonight as well. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I, I was very surprised that there was more to art seven than just the, uh, art <laughs> pocket. And so I'm looking forward to what surprises you have in store. Yeah, sure. new update. Yep. Yeah. Um, same. That will be, just to be very clear, that'll be a free update for everybody. So anybody that owns it or picked it up on the um, on the big sale we had a few uh, a few weeks back, will be able to just download that. Let me, That's uh, really cool. Uh, what does Art7 run right now on itch? Uh, Art7 is $7. <laughs> Easy to remember, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, and I'll look at different pricing models and bundles in the future, but, um, I, I priced it a little bit on the higher end just cause I wanted to, I wanted art to have value. Uh, mm-hmm. and something I'm going to talk about very shortly in the next, uh, day or two here. Um, because I think art should have value. I also think people that contributed to our work should have value. Uh, 
So something I've been mulling over how to do and trying to figure out the details of. Uh, I do want to announce that there's going to be a revenue share for anybody that's currently in Art7. And then for future updates, um, I'm always going to be taking at least 30% of the profits and splitting it among the contributors. Now, there are typically a lot of contributors, so I don't expect anybody to get rich off this, including myself. But I think that's an important step in the process of um, bringing art to people. That's really that's really cool. I, I don't think art is valued very widely anymore in our culture, but it should be. Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> creativity has value, but so does the time spent. And so I think that's yeah. really cool that you're you're finding a way to uh, add some monetary value to that as well. I was trying to find the episode where we talked about the game, but I am not having much luck. Uh, it was 12, I think. It was right when y'all, right before y'all went to two weeks. I remember it very well because I really enjoyed hmm. that episode. <laughs> yes, it is. Episode 12, spoiler, a little long with a spoiler review of Art 7. So we yeah. do spoil Art 7 in that episode. So play the game first and then check out episode 12. There will be a link in the show notes. Good awesome. memory. I know it's on the nose, but... Uh... <laughs> Thanks for the support there. Okay, so yeah. keep an eye out for the R7 update and grab a copy ahead of time. Uh, next, I wanted to mention uh, there is a, a book out since the last time I was on. It's been six weeks since I've been on. Nick has been running the ship around here. <laughs> He's sleeping right now. But uh, <laughs> Squid God created the Beginner's Guide to Lua for Game Development, Getting Started from Zero. Ah. It is available on Itch, 15 bucks. Squid God, we've mentioned several times. He just he cranks out games and YouTube tutorials and just tons and tons of information to support the community, and cre- created a whole book. And so it looks like there's diagrams, there's images, um, hot links, everything you could want from a Lua coding book, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, programming book? I don't know. I still feel like any yeah. coding is over my head, but you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> And so this seems like if I if my kids got interested in this, they could they could maybe this would be a good starting point for them. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, yeah. it seems like it's um it's very much geared to the person that's kind of started toying around with some programming, but really wants to take that next step into um, maybe they've gone through a bunch of YouTube or Squid God's tutorials on their own, but really being able to harness the power of Lua and the power of what's actually built into the play date to make some cool stuff, which is, I think what we all want. And Lua is like one step beyond, um, pulp, correct? Yeah. So maybe um, many steps beyond it. Um, pulp is a drag and drop tile editor to where you can create your own artwork, create your own music, do some very light scripting. So you can do programming and stuff in pulp and, um, art seven and tons of other games use that. Um, to do very like custom functions and things like that. Lua would be making your whole game from scratch. And then you can mm. also use C, which is a, a much deeper and more powerful language, but you can also use them in conjunction with each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a different framework. You would use the SDK, the, the development kit mm-hmm. from Panic, to actually write the game and incorporate graphics and element all the different assets you would for a game like music and such um you would build the whole game more or less from scratch in lua um with with the sdk or incorporate elements of c programming language as well which is just a little bit more uh, more powerful and extensible so okay. 
So yeah, it is much more involved than just jumping into pulp, but it also is much more powerful. There's things you can't do in pulp that you can certainly do as you get deeper into it. Um, but all that being said, Lua is a very accessible language. Like it's mm -hmm. a great, great midway point from like uh, when I first started development on Art 7 and some other games, I was going to do Lua and get on the SDK and just really dive deep. But pulp ended, ended up being a great um, environment to build what I wanted to out of. Now, for other types of games that are maybe more mechanics heavy, I'll definitely need to get more into the SDK and so will other people. But it's definitely very accessible. And Squid God's work, both on YouTube and this book, should help that out a lot. Okay, cool. Well, a lot of that probably over my head. But it sounds like... <laughs> so, uh, I do want to mention, it says in the, uh, in the uh, sideline here, um, I want to stress that this will not teach you how to make a game. It will give you a foundation for programming. Um, those yep. are squid dogs, squid god devs words but he does mention roblox is one of the uh yeah. environments you can program so anyway i thought it was pretty cool cool way to support him as well mm -hmm. yeah um lua is a scripting language and is pretty widely used uh especially in in other games like roblox and world of warcraft and so forth so um yeah this is uh this is pretty neat and it's cool that it's available on Itch. So I, I guess this is a digital book. Um, mm -hmm. Is there is there a uh, a shelvable version of <laughs> if, this? Maybe you could print the PDF or something. I, I don't know. I yeah, don't see I a physical version that you can order. Um, it does look like there's a Spanish translation available mm -hmm. or coming, but oh. uh, mm, yeah, not a physical one yet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick, can you talk a little bit about Reach the Ocean? Version two, have you played it much? Yes, I've I've played it a bunch. So did reach you reach the, the ocean? ocean? I I did not actually. I've uh, still never reached the, the ocean. Okay. Um well I take that back. I have, but I did it <laughs> in a spoiler filled way. So anyway, um Zania Lasagna, the developer of Reach the Ocean, just released version two, which added a tremendous number of new features. Uh, this is an incredibly featureful and interesting score chaser, uh, which takes a few uh, unique turns, I, I feel, um, throughout the game. And the version 2 update uh, really doubles down on, on some of those um, thoughts and, and ideas from version 1. Um, I am still just totally excited by this game. I... I pick it up and end up playing four five six runs and uh trying to to best my shell score um <laughs> which is in the in the 300s now so uh come at me but um <laughs> throw it up on the high score thing man i, didn't I know did high oh you did okay I yeah missed. thanks for thanks for paying attention don single oh, tear oh. draws down my cheek i see but you. um <laughs> Uh, at any rate, uh, I did want to mention that Sania Lasagna has uh, produced some merch for Reach the Ocean, um, some pins as well as uh, stickers, and uh, they're giving these away as part of a contest for uh, the release of version 2.0, and you either need to, um, I believe it's reply on Twitter with a particular hashtag or post in our Discord, the Hello Playdate podcast Discord. 
um, in the you reach the ocean channel with your high score and uh, she'll um, put that together and and uh, announce a winner at some point here in the next it's in the next uh, couple of weeks you have until October 31st to submit your score yes okay Yeah, one of the things that initially caught my attention by Reach the Ocean is just some of the really cool artwork she put into it. So if that's mm-hmm. translating to some merch, that's fantastic. Yeah, and and the merch is already in hand. Uh, so <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty exciting. So I last uh, time, I believe, that we talked, she was still planning on how the merch would be released. Um, but it's coming. So yeah. keep... Zanya's in Canada, so it was a matter of trying to find a way to get it to people. So mm-hmm. I think she's taking a bullet on this first one and then trying Oof. to figure out the best yeah. way to get the others out there. Yeah. As far as shipping. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, keep keep an eye out and um she's been great. Uh I don't frequent Twitter very much, but uh she's been uh great about announcing stuff in our Discord too. So mm-hmm. um and uh, that's pretty much the only place I go on the internet now for news. So <laughs> about the play date. So if uh, she's announcing anywhere else, uh, I'll leave that to Don to uh, to let people know. It's a cross but, post. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, did she mention uh, Tiny Yellow Machines Discord as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, you can find it there too. So um, check it out and. Uh, Definitely, <clears throat> let me know what you think of the additions because I'm I'm very curious what uh, what others think. Uh, have you had a chance to play this yet, uh, either of you? Um, I haven't gotten onto the 2.0 edition. I definitely picked up the original when it first came out, but mm-hmm. I haven't revisited it yet. Though it sounds like I need to. Um, my big question is: the Oracleus in there? Yes. Awesome. I don't know what that is yet, but I'm excited to find out. (laughs) I have not found it in the game. Okay. I did find, uh, I did find some secrets and I feel like someday this is going to be like frog fractions or something. Like it just keeps (laughs) going further off the path. Expanding. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which is great. Even more excited now after that statement. (laughs) Yeah. It's getting pretty cool. I, I didn't think there would be so much left to be added in the version 2.0, but it is really a version 2.0. It's it's quite distinct from the initial version. And there's yeah. some accessibility features which she's added as well, which I really appreciate. Um, things like uh, leaving the score tally up on the screen until you press a button, um, mm-hmm. highlighting them in contrasting colors, those kind of things um, really make uh, the experience a, a lot easier for the player. Awesome. I still have only found Nick from the quote-unquote celebrity turtles. I haven't found anybody else. Maybe there's They're just multiple there. Nicks in there. There's a lot of Nicks in there. <laughs> a thousand Nicks. All the everywhere. spots. Anyway, check that out. Two bucks on itch. Uh, well worth it. And link in the show notes. Um, we're going real long on uh, on news here. Um, one last <laughs> quick one. Um <laughs> The Helioween bundle. Uh, I'll let Dylan. Uh, I'll let Dylan say the name of this dev because I can't. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Zhang Junbu. I don't know if that's correct, but that's how it reads. That sounds pretty um, good. <laughs> uh, this bundle is usually 11.49. It's on sale this month for 6.66. Yeah, a very spooky amount. Uh, you get the Conquest <laughs> of Helios, the Wizard's Apprentice, and Castle Helios, the trilogy. 
uh, for six sixty six. So twenty five percent off. Very cool deal mm-hmm. for three quality games and very different types of games. So a lot of vari- variety here. Um, so check that out in the show notes and grab a great deal. You'll be hearing a little bit more about one of them later in the show. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, I want to introduce a new a new segment of the show, just real quick. Nick and I, on our old podcast, Gaming on 10, we used to love, well, I don't know if Nick did. I love to talk about <laughs> new games of the week. And since we, we don't really do that anymore, we, don't ha- we haven't done that. So we're going to bring that back. These are games that came out in roughly the last two weeks. I didn't do the last six weeks since I've been on the show. I just did the last two weeks. Um, these are notable games that came to itch in the past two weeks. I'm going to call it Indie Inventory. Is that Ooh. a, a title, work in progress title? Sounds sure. good. As okay. a listener, I like that. Okay. Got two thumbs up. Um, the first one is called Pulse. Uh, race to clear each stage before the time runs out. There's 84 stages. It's a puzzle game with uh, changing, I guess, changing rules each stage. Mm-hmm. It is 250 on the play date. I'm gonna. I just realized I'm gonna have to make links for all this crap in the show notes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just made oh, so much more work for myself. Oh, you messed up. Oh, Lord. all right. <laughs> the next one is one that, that uh, a lot of people were looking forward to. It's Legend of Itad, mm-hmm. which is a uh, date backwards. It is a first-person dungeon crawler. Nick, this is right up your alley. Absolutely. Um, Downloaded, it, haven't played yet. Oh, Lord, Nick, you got to try this. The uh, <laughs> controls are pretty unique because you, you don't have a whole lot of controls on the actual play date. Yeah. So um, it, it is, it's unique, but it works. Uh, Dylan, have nice. you tried this one? I just want to. Oh, yeah. No, I, okay. I had been, I checked it out since um, way before release, back just when it was in playtesting on the Discord, and I've been excited for it ever since. Cool. The, uh, the graphics uh, that they're able to pull off on this are nothing short of remarkable with the system. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while the, um, the controls definitely, there's not like a lot to work with, like an old, a whole keyboard and mouse, like you would get on an old school dungeon crawler, but they do work very well. And they, um, you can definitely get uh, killed by some slimes, lots and lots of slimes in that game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you can Is kill there... them with an ax either way. What, what's the equivalent of the Q key to quaff a potion? Hmm. I don't actually think I've picked up a potion. I've uh, been in there the last time I got in there. I got far enough to be killed by a minotaur. All right. Um, lots of dungeon food. Lots of floor yeah. food to pick up and hold <laughs> your inventory. Nice. It's mostly been weapons and enemies that I've found so far, but really it's an experience. You need to check it out. I love that people are um, pulling off 3D and pseudo 3D on this. It's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Way further than anything I expected when they first started talking about the little handheld. Mm-hmm. It works really well. Um, it's $6 right now. There are going to be three chapters. Chapter one is out now. When chapter two mm-hmm. comes out, the game will go up to $9. When chapter three comes out, it'll go up to $12. Huh. Um, they're going to be free updates. So oh, get in now okay. and get the yeah. whole thing awesome. for 6 bucks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to move faster. A game called Blocks. Blocks in a Box. I, I don't know. People seem to like this game. The title didn't do anything for me. It's Name Your Price. I'll just leave it at that. Check out the link in the show notes. <laughs> Plop it. It's free. It's just straight up free. It is a uh, Playdate version of Bop It. Um, <laughs> I love Bop It, so I made a lot of comments in the uh, 
comments on itch i'm like hey here's a bunch of ideas so we'll see if if the dev gets excited and adds more modes it's pretty simple and i feel like you could just play it forever like it doesn't have that one hit kill that uh bop it has so maybe it needs that but it's bop it so um tavern tapper also totally free very good looking root beer tapper slash tapper clone nice set in the medieval tavern (laughs) this thing works real well i feel like an idiot because i was cranking to fill up the taps i didn't realize you hold the tap the crank down to fill and up to serve (laughs) okay Okay, so i also love this game but i was having some extreme trouble with the controls uh, yeah and now my mind is well great yeah i feel the same way i was like well i went to go comment like dude just like add button controls because i keep overfilling my cups and then i realized oh you just pulled down to fill so i need to play it again with the proper controls but the graphics are fantastic the music is really good so for free a home run you got to try this thing uh, magical counter it is also name your price it's some sort of magic the gathering i don't know counter thing i guess you count stuff in that i don't know i've never played magic yeah. the gathering but the graphics look awesome whatever it is yeah it, i believe it's for a mana counter while you're actively playing the playing a game against somebody else IRL. um i don't play it oh, either cool. so i don't know awesome um pd drums by low tech games it's a yeah, it's a drum kit for your play date. Also, name your price. I've played around with it a little bit. Very cool. I think he's building an entire band on his play date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun. Very responsive. Uh, I didn't. I'm not a drummer, but I didn't know how much fun I could have with the drum kit. That was really cool. It's very very neat. Uh, Ripper, name your price. It is Fruit Ninja on your play date. Worth a look. Mad City. It's five bucks. I need to play it more. I'm guessing it's an homage to some other game. Like you, you're trying to navigate from basically one end of a map to it, to the other. And there's like different, different CD elements that come up and um, crooked police. And you have to fill up yeah. your car and go to the garage and stuff. I don't really, I don't know what it's an homage to, but it's interesting. And I just need to play it more. It's almost like a little management game to where I thought it was gonna be like you physically driving through a city, but it's yeah. more like, making decisions every screen which was it was pretty cool good graphics it's sort yeah you're it's you're navigating a maze basically but with a gta Mm -hmm. skin on it i guess um generations for play date 499 the latest game from scenic root software you're gonna hear more about this one in a bit so stay Mm -hmm. tuned very cool puzzle game um maze free totally free lots of free games we didn't see free games for like a couple months then all of a sudden a bunch of them uh, it's one of those little labyrinth games you would have in your pocket or you get it at Chuck E. Cheese as a kid or you roll the ball around to get it into the to the hole and you try and dodge the other holes. Um, yeah, it works pretty well. The ball catches a little bit when it touches the wall. That's really my mm. only knock on it. Yeah. But the more you play, like you get into like these themed mazes that are pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, used, I used to love these games. Um Mm-hmm. we've had just such a good run these last couple weeks i'm glad you're doing this segment now because there's so much cool stuff out i i feel bad for like not doing it sooner because there were a ton like right before we started doing this <laughs> um a simple job it's sort of like this five nights at freddy's kind of thing you have to like just grab keys and haul ass to the end of the level before this mm-hmm. like monkey clangs its uh, yeah. symbols and wakes up the i guess is waking up like a security guard or something 
I feel like you have to find the perfect route through each level and it gets real hard real fast. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not good at it, but uh, it's free. Check it out. It's it's the graphics are really cool. The sound is cool. I don't know. I just maybe I'm too dumb for it, but it's, it's really neat. <laughs> Escapion, some of the best music on the play date. Escapion, it is a uh, shooter. It's a vertical shooting game on the play date. It is runs really smooth. It's got is it is parallax scrolling the right term, Nick? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a uh, unique scrolling system like uh, 3D World Runner. Um, it's uh, based off of an SG 1000 uh, or arcade game called Exerion. Um, mm, okay. If I read the description properly. So, yeah, um, I didn't notice that. Pretty neat and uh, very, very impressive work on the engine. I have downloaded but haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. looking forward to playing that at some point. It's, it's pretty yeah. neat. Um, impressive is it, the right word. It's, it's, it's awesome. I love that game. Yeah. It runs really well. I feel I wish the uh, enemies took like a couple less bullets to destroy because they all get like right up to you before they blow up. Um, wow. It's not very satisfying in that aspect, but I feel like the foundation here is amazing. So I when it, when I first saw screens of this, I thought it was a space harrier like like mm-hmm. yeah. instantly. Um, yeah. And I love how good of a shoot 'em up it is. But now I just want a space harrier like. <laughs> well get to work what do you yeah. have work. Um, seven other games first <laughs> yes i hear i hear you uh penrose this is like a game boy flash era horror yeah horror game it says it right there in the title um you'll hear more about that soon you hear about yep. more about it soon very very good music on this one too mm. uh that's my my teaser uh name your own price on that one and shadow gadget and shining gadget by strangers io these games are amazing they have a million features um it's sort of like a pokemon go mixed with pokemon red and blue mixed with ghostbusters you like you walk around your house yelling at your play date to catch ghosts (laughs) it's really weird and then you can hook it up to your computer and trade ghosts and do events and stuff i am gonna have a small um PSA, like it's not a hundred percent working yet. They're trying very hard to get it working. Um, I spent a lot of time with one of the devs this weekend trying to get uh, my copy working, and it's just a matter of working with Panic right now to get it um, hmm. working. So it sounds like the first like tiny little batch of playdates has an issue with it, and I was one. Oh. I, was, I had a very early yeah. uh, hardware. There's a hardware problem. It sounds like. So I had a very oh, okay. early version, and there's an issue there. But if you have a later one, I guess it works fine. So it's a, an amazing game. Um, if you get Shadow or you get Shining, you get different ghosts. There are um, special ghosts in each version, so you can get both and then trade between the two or whatever. Anyway, you have to look at the uh, um, link in the show notes for one of these two. You have to. I'm demanding, if you hear the sound of my voice, <laughs> check out this thing. It just blows my mind. I had no idea. I was like, it wants me to yell at it now. And then I have to like, <laughs> walk around and it's crazy. So do uh, you just walk around screaming ob- objection? <laughs> Object. Hey, objection. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I was just was going around the house reading whatever I could as loud as I could. <laughs> um, okay. I didn't actually realize there was a mic component to that. That's awesome. Um, Stranger Style is just putting out some of the highest quality uh stuff on the play date. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear that they're working on the technical issues on that one. 
because yeah. I also had a crash. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I got yeah. into a bad loop there, but um, Oof. they're working hard on it. So hopefully it'll be yeah. it'll be a non-issue soon. Anyway, lots of good games. I mean, look at that. Yeah, and Lord. there's a bunch of other stuff I didn't even mention. I was just like, all right, these are the, the best of the best as far as I could tell from the past two weeks that's not even <laughs> man <laughs> playdate's killing it lately so the best of the best let's talk about some of the indie picks of the week nick what do we got we'll have we'll have you go first what's your indie pick of the week my indie pick of the week is penrose by wi-fi that's oh. a clever name which i just realized <laughs> i thought his wife was clever yeah. <laughs> uh it's a name your own price game um as don mentioned in the uh, in the index, in the inventory, um, it is a horror style game. Um, really, it's a it's an adventure game in in the style of uh, pulp games. Um, so you're a character wandering around uh, an overworld that's divided by screens, basically. But each screen can have uh, events that change the nature of the screen or subsequent screens. Uh, so it is a fairly uh, unusual world to explore. It starts off uh, fairly straightforward, like uh, in a Pokemon or an Earthbound type game. You start off in your room and then you have to make your way from there. And uh, the mystery starts to unfold as you uh, leave your room. And um, there's some interesting um elements as you explore your town um and i find it very compelling so uh the the uh warning i will give to potential players of this game there are several instances where you can immediately end your game and have to start over from Mm. the very beginning so uh, pay careful attention to your surroundings at all times. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how how far either of you got in the game, but uh, that that can be a, a bit of a bummer. Okay. Uh, I'm um, guessing you finished it. I've I've received one ending, but there <laughs> appear to be multiple, so okay. I I didn't have a chance to uh, to go through it a second time yet. Do the pulp games have a way to save your progress? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess uh, Art Seven does. Yeah. Um, do um, you? Oh it's, well, it's something. It's something you have to make sure that you're putting into it. So it, it would be intentional on the developer's part. Okay. So they would have either done it or, like, if it's not saving, it's because of a design decision. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick, do you know how long your playthrough was? The one that you finished. Uh, not particularly long, but I had, you know, spent a few runs figuring out what I was doing. So, yeah. um, uh, maybe 20 minutes, something like oh. that. Okay. Um, uh, you, you do spend a significant amount of time, uh, traversing the world though. It's, uh, it's larger than it seems. Oh, okay. I feel like I got yeah. stuck about 20 minutes in and I wasn't sure what I was missing, but it seems like the kind of game where maybe you can walk past something over and over and miss it. Uh, definitely possible. <laughs> so, okay. um, if you get real stuck and, and want, want a hint, buddy, just, uh, <laughs> shoot me a message. All right. I'll nice. call um, up the tip line. 
Yeah. This is uh, with, I've I followed this developer on Twitter and just seeing the artwork that they were putting out for this. Um, it was just such, so evocative of a horror game and really mm -hmm. like what is going on in this world that has been one of my most anticipated releases. Uh, I've put a little time into it, but it's definitely something I've been dying to get back into. Um, good note that I could die at any point in it and uh, have to reset. So I'll be careful. Yep. Um, <laughs> when, when it happens to you the first time, <laughs> you'll be like, darn. But uh, <laughs> but I will say you won't make that mistake again. <laughs> ah, okay. So um, it is it is good. But uh, but if I can if I can help someone avoid that that that's also good because I <laughs> lost a significant amount of progress the the first time that happened. Oh, to me. I I died early, and so I didn't feel like I lost much. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, um, was it World of Horror? Was yeah, PC game? is this kind of similar? Like the art looks mm, similar. I've never played that uh, one though. Some uh, pieces might be similar. The World of Horror is uh, kind of an homage to Junjo uh, Ito. Is that Jinjo the Junjo Ito? Yeah, the uh, horror uh, manga artist. Oh, so okay. um, different style. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Okay, it's it's funny because I've I have not played through world of horror but i can see at least in the one bitness of the two different art styles they're definitely um evocative of each other right mm -hmm. like you yeah. yeah scratch my eyeball but, <laughs> yeah um this one i don't know why it's it's like buried on itch like i usually just sort by most recent and it doesn't I... show up on most recent and so somebody just happened to mention it on twitter and I was like, oh, yeah, crap, I forgot that was out. I was out of town when it came out, and so I was able to look it up. But Well, uh, uh, behind the scenes, right before we started recording, I was scrambling to find the link to it. I didn't realize you had the link right in the show notes right above it. I should have looked more closely. Mm. But anyway, yeah, you're right. It's buried on itch for some reason. Um, I, We've talked in the past, warning devs, <laughs> I guess, not to do this. Well, it just sucks that itch buries them. I, if you yeah, put up that, that some, teaser something page, in their whatever. search engine or something, I, I'm not sure what's up. Oh, is it when they put up a teaser before yeah, release? It, it, that, it just leaves oh, it there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that actually happened. That happened to me. I posted a demo for Art Seven way back in like April or May or mm -hmm. something like that, um, and then I never hit new release on Twitch or on Itch. Sorry, um, because it had technically been out at least in demo form for months um so yeah it's something to be aware of maybe i did something wrong i'm not sure but is, um is but, a way to handle that to delete the previous demo and then start i, I don't know because i think it's by i think it's by project so i don't know that there okay. was anything for it luckily you know you guys and there was a lot of other press that helped out and eventually the community bundle that really took things to to another place so um it wasn't like insurmountable but it's definitely something to be aware of as a developer yeah once you get on the popular tab yeah. that's that's a whole other thing oh yeah but for people like us that have been mm -hmm. there for a while i don't i never look at the popular tab yeah yeah i don't either i didn't know there was one <laughs> so, <laughs> mine defaults to popular if i just search the playdate tag yeah hmm. anyway well cool that's a good picnic that's mm -hmm. our that's a good picnic for uh <laughs> Thank you. october yeah yeah 
spooky spooky game um so uh let's let's move to our guest dylan um what's your pick um so i wanted to highlight one of my favorite games on the play date um that i was so y'all already did island which is again ron lentz stuff is great um, it was going to be that one, but y'all have already talked about it. And I really want to talk about Castle Helios, which is in the bundle we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Castle Helios is part of a trilogy, trilogy by Jean Jumbo. Uh, I assume that's how you pronounce that. He put out um, two other games that were uh, strategy and um, kind of a version of Drug Wars, if y'all remember that from the old TI calculators. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither of those, I have them both. I like them. I think they're really cool, but neither of them really hit with me anywhere near as well as Castle Helios did, uh, which is much more of a, um, not side-scrolling, it's screen-based, but much more of like a Castlevania style game for the playdate adventure action. Um, and the, the prevailing thing that I, that the entire time I was going through Castle Helios was like, this is incredibly well-designed from the way that they use the side-scrolling's perspective and the way that they spaced everything out and just designed the levels and designed the uh, uh, designed the actual gameplay of it uh, was fantastic and incredibly impressive to me. So going through that entire thing, just I could not uh, kind of contain my excitement over how well it was made. Um, that was my biggest impression of it. Uh, Castle Helios is fantastic. So, so what is it? What's the gameplay like? So it is an action game. Um, it is not so much like a side-scroller because there's no scrolling in it, right? But it's a screen-based action game in the vein of a Castlevania. You're actually going through a castle. You have um, woken up after you're a very powerful wizard that has just defeated the Demon King, uh, but you've lost all your magic powers in the process. Um, mm-hmm. So the game starts there, and you're trying to exit the castle. And along the ways, you get your magic spells back. Um, the controls for which, like switching between them, are actually really well done as well. Um, and it's just you escaping the castle, but doing various uh, puzzles and, uh, like, you know, the classic moving arms on a statue or bringing orbs to from one place to another that you find scattered mm-hmm. around an environment. Yeah. Um, and there are like little, there are definitely characters and little people that give you hints and quests. It's not like an extensive game that's going to take you hours and hours and hours and hours. It's not like a 40 hour game, but um, it's a very, very well designed, well contained action experience on the play date. And it's just something I hadn't seen up until that point and really haven't seen anything since. Um, the way you describe it, it sounds sort of like a mixture between like uh, Zelda 2 and Castlevania 2, the adventure yeah. elements of each um, mm-hmm. with the side-scrolling action. That's really neat. Um, yeah. How is the music? Uh, music's good. Like everything felt very cohesive. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have a super head for the music itself, but it felt really, really solid all the way through. Um, is the gameplay, the animations uh they do a thing with the character in pulp through animation or through some different techniques to where it's actually a smooth movement so it's not like a, moving a tile at a time mm-hmm. uh, which you'll see with a lot of pulp games so mm-hmm. just very well animated um and i guess one of the things that i really liked about it this is um the old the very first god of war that came out on the playstation 2 also gave me the same feeling in that 
the way that they translated the controls itself to the actions and powers that you're that you were given in the game um, felt very good. It felt not like one-to-one, right? Because we're still dealing with buttons uh, and D-pad so far as actually controlling the game. But navigating through the different uh, magics that you'll get to, to do the puzzles and to traverse the environments with felt very natural. Uh, and that's one of the things I say when it was very well designed. I mean, those kind of elements that make the game just feel like a very smooth, very good experience to play. Excellent. Yeah, looking oh. at the animation, it does look really smooth, and um, yeah. I don't see any like melee attacks, but I see them shooting fireballs and whatnot to yeah. to kill enemies. Yeah. There's like fireballs, ice blocks that you drop to um, to actually stand on to reach higher heights, uh, a feather that you use to get a higher um, way of traversing environments. It's very much that uh, kind of thing where you have to use different powers together in order to get through the actual puzzles in the environment. And there are actually some boss battles in it, which I was surprised about. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe the whole thing was made in pulp, um, yeah. which again is very much a tile-based uh, environment to do it. So they were pulling off some stuff in pulp that I hadn't seen before, um, like being able to pull off an action game in that kind of an editor. It was just mm-hmm. really cool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I downloaded this uh, yeah, I downloaded it, I think, the, the night mm-hmm. it came out, and I hit a bug pretty early on. I know mm-hmm. it got patched, but I just hadn't gotten back to it after the, the bug. Yeah. It was one of those things where I put it down was kind of waiting for the patch. But, uh, yeah, I need to get back to this. Just looking at the, the screenshots mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks pretty fun. <laughs> this looks like a Nick game. Yeah, yeah. yeah downloaded, haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Well, hopefully Nick will have more free time. Nick had a big weekend, so. Yeah, yes. it's it's among my top recommendations for the playmate. Oh, very Excellent. cool. Yeah, and this one is uh, it's normally six ninety nine. It's on sale right now five twenty four or six sixty six <laughs> for the whole Halloween bundle. Halloween bundle. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, Don, tell us what's your indie game of the week. Mine's not very spooky or. Uh, or haunted it's uh mine is generations the latest game from uh scenic route software they did shift which is a game i talk about all the time (laughs) on the podcast um so this one the idea is you're just staring at a couch and there are family portraits behind the couch and you arrange the portraits portraits in such a way that um three portraits of an infant will cause it to turn into a toddler and then the toddler becomes a elementary school child, then a teenager and uh, an adult. Anyway, basically, it's a sort of like a tile shifting match three, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Um, which it initially started out. I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the game. I don't know if it says it on here. It started out as as a uh, mobile game where you just match different colors, hmm. but changing it to portraits is a lot more interesting to me. I don't think I downloaded the uh, color game. I didn't try it yet. I don't think it would be as interesting to me. Just seeing the different families come together and trying to get like, all right, I got to get these turned into an old man. And if you match three of the elderly people, Mm -hmm. that's a generation. And every picture on the uh, wall um, levels up. They all go up a generation. And so you get points based on that. And so a, a baby might be... Baby is like five or ten points, whereas a grandparent is like thirty or fifty points. 
Um, and then you're you're chasing a high score. You can use the crank to use um, basically the placeholders, kind of like in Tetris, how you can hold an extra piece to the off to the side and swap mm-hmm. it in when you need it. There's a end tables next to the couch, so you can use the crank <laughs> to switch over to the end table on the right and swap mm-hmm. that piece in. Um, if you get a combo, I think it's a combo of three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, then you earn like a, a special move, which I don't see very often. I'm not that good, but it'll like it's it'll be like a heart with a plus on mm-hmm. it that'll let you level up one of the portraits a generation, yeah. or remove a portrait. Um, because if mm-hmm. the whole wall is full, it's game over. Hmm. And so that means if you if you're not getting three toddlers near each other, they won't condense into a, a, a elementary school child. So. <laughs> Um, the wall is going to get fuller and fuller. So you can't, you constantly have to be kind of managing your space and sliding the tiles together or um, yeah, you're going to run out of room. So it works really well. Um, my, my only critique is that it's so detailed. If you don't have really good lighting, it's some of the portraits are hard to tell apart. Um, but I left a comment on Twitter and I was like, Hey man, can you like make a little more differentiation between the, I think the mom and the grandmother or something look kind of yeah. similar because they both have like the same part in their hair and like the grandma has a slightly different background and her mouth is open and she has a bun in her hair. Like there are conscious decisions to like make mm-hmm. them different, but like even with a little bit of low light, it was hard for me to tell because the biggest yeah. difference was the part in the hair. And so uh scenic route software replied and they're like, yeah, how, what do you think about these? And they showed me all these different pictures of, changes that they are going to make to make things more accessible. And they even talked about uh, changing the portraits altogether to numbers. If someone wanted to just use numbers to make them more accessible. Hmm. That's Um, a great idea. Was was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would play more kind of like uh, 2048 or threes or something. Yeah. If you change it to numbers. This is like a strategy version of either one of those games. I was going to bring that up specifically. Um, the I'm not good at this game, but it's absolutely one of my favorites, and I love Shift. I'm also a fellow Shift lover. Um, before Generations, that was probably my most played game on the play date. But um, the first thing that helped me out was realizing that the backgrounds for the each generation were similar. Mm-hmm. And I I think one of the coolest parts about this whole play date ecosystem is that people are just making these games. I'm just a dude. I don't, I'm not a game developer in in general, (laughs) right? I do a lot of other stuff, but this has allowed me to fulfill my dream of making games. And so many other people from professional studios, like uh, strangest IO that's doing waste braver and just came out with the, the shadow gadget, shining gadget, and you know, necrocrisis. So many people from the entire spectrum are finally able to make games on this incredibly accessible little console. And they're also incredibly responsive to their fans. You were able to reach out to them uh, just on Twitter and be like, okay, well I'm doing these changes and they're going to improve the game. Mm -hmm. And that loop, that feedback loop is just fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. I've never seen another console developer situation like this. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It couldn't be like Sony Santa Monica or something. Like, hey, can you give Kratos like a different color beard? I don't like the way. Yeah. Not without a um, hundred thousand person poll or something. Right. <laughs> uh, there's also, there's a way to pet the cat too. And I'm trying, I was oh, trying what? to find it on here. Yeah. It's like you hold 
down or B or something and then turn the crank and you can pet the cat, but I, I don't you know. You know how. So on that note of the updates, part of Shift, their one of the, the previous game was I didn't like how the crank worked until they updated mm. it with some <laughs> better controls on it and it wasn't as touchy and that unlocked the whole game for me. Now yeah, with generations they've got petting a cat and I saw a backyard. Yeah, we're, I don't know how to get to the backyard. I, I don't have any idea what's going on with it, but I am super excited. And that kind of uh, update loop that developers uh, can do is 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 also. I, yeah. you know, I just I just love all of it. Is there is there a uh, Art Seven cameo in uh, <laughs> Generations? <here? laughs> well, on the seventh generation, you got it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, one thing. Okay, so on that note, I mentioned I was going to put out a call for uh, community developers to you know do some cool Halloween art. Yeah, I, and one of the big things about Art7 was bringing Playdate developers into this game to promote their works. So any developer that's out there that wants to put a piece in the gallery, get at me. I, I think the cat is their logo. I think. Oh, huh. Like if you look at the cat laying on the couch in the Generations logo, I think that's the Scenic Grout logo. So that would be cool. kind of cool to see. Easter egg. I don't know logo. I, I don't know how artsy <laughs> that is. Like I like I appreciate logos and fonts and stuff. Ryan and I have talked about that in the past, but I know that's not art. Uh, the, art 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 is. I def, I define art very 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 broadly. So okay. uh, there's so much that you can do in the design space that I would happily include <laughs> in a gallery. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh, right what's what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, um, as far as um, Art Seven. Yeah. So anybody that's on the Playdate Squad Discord can reach out to me. I'm under Ledbetter, L E D B E T T E R. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at LDBR underscore Art. So Ledbetter Art. Um, or you can go to Ledbetter LDBR dot Art, uh, which is the website, and I can be reached there through email and, and all the traditional things. Twitter and Discord are probably the easiest ways. Excellent. You're have... And. Um... What's your, do you have a, a timeline for your update that's coming out soon? Yeah, so I'm really trying hard to hit the 24th, uh, which I believe is a Monday uh, in about wow. two weeks, which is an aggressive me. deadline. <laughs> it, it is, but it's a Halloween update, and I really want to be out for Halloween. Um, the One of the other things that I've always wanted to do with Art7 was to actually show it publicly, and there's a... Um, I'm going to be submitting to a to do just that on the 27th of this month, so I should probably have it ready by then. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, definitely have bigger plans for the game going forward, um, showing it off publicly, showing people what the play date is because a lot of these are still hard to get. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'd like other people to see the cool little thing that we're uh, we're all in love with. Very cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. uh, Dylan Ledbetter, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. You really, uh, really made a great addition to the show, and we, we love the work with Art7 so much, and we're looking forward to playing the update here in two weeks. No yeah. delays. You have two weeks. You have to release oh. on the 24th. Right. <laughs> that's the rest of my no. night. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we, we really appreciate the work you did there. And uh, yeah, we've mentioned so many games tonight. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing links all night. But check out the show <laughs> notes. Check out uh, Leadbetter stuff. Nick, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, pinball, everybody. Pinball's the thing. Yeah. So, um, check it out. I'll be having some cool new announcements soon, but not quite yet. 
ask a friend if you're going to be moving a pinball machine. That's Nick's PSA of the week. <laughs> that is a PSA. <laughs> but uh, listeners, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back in uh, two weeks. <laughs>